Good afternoon, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast and Block Talk Radio Show. Today is Thursday, the 4th Thursday in Lent. And uh, today we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be continuing on from our book of uh, 33 Days of Merciful Love. And uh, the topic title, and of course this week we're reading up about... uh, Saint Teresa, the little flower, and uh, uh, today's topic title is discovery of divine mercy. And uh, as you know, little Teresa of Saint Teresa, the flower, she grew up in a family with Jansenism, which uh, is a, a heretic of, uh, of basically no love of God. So you may be confused about the title I have for today's uh, topic title uh, of the show, which is God's Wrath, which is actually the title for today for the little book, the lentil book I'm reading, Draw Near to God. And the title of my book I'm reading, 33 Days of Merciful Love, Discovery of Divine Mercy. And considering now it is the mercy hour between 3 and 4 p.m. during the day and uh, I get, didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I just started reading it. it's a great read and uh, it's called No Man Left Behind the Catholic Edition and I got this book where the men's conference uh, the 8th annual uh, men's conference for the Archdiocese of Miami they had this past Saturday and it's funny how I got this uh, book um, I guess the Lord wants me to read it because I won the book uh, answering a question and not a happy question but what percentage uh, of uh, those who uh, from the 18 and 24 year old group uh, who were brought up Catholic and now has left the church and that's a personal meaning to me because uh, uh, my son hits that group area he's 24 right now and uh, he doesn't even believe in God. So he's right now the prodigal son, fatherly. So we'll pray for, please pray for him. His name is Greg. And so this book, uh, No Left Behind, the Catholic edition, this is I got for answering the question, what percentage leave the church? 80%, which is a astounding rate. And this book, it, it's a very good read book. And, uh, it's hard to read because it blames men. <laughs> it blames men. And I guess the goal of this uh, book in the, is to get strong uh, uh, men in the, the parishes all around the country. And they talk about, uh, when they talk about men's group, they're not talking about making pancakes, even though our men's group at St. David's make the best pancakes you could have. It's not that kind of work. It's the Lord's work. So um, I'm about a quarter away finishing the start of the, uh, the start of the book, and um, you know it's a good read. It, of course, it talks about the high percentages of those in single family homes who it make take a generation or two, and this like popped in my brain because my poor mom, uh, 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 she was a single mom. Uh, she split up with my father when I was, you know under five years old. 
I didn't get to see him until after my mom had passed away at 17, where basically it was too much for her. She got ill. She had a heart condition and and uh, uh, didn't want to live anymore, basically, from her illness. She, you know, she was a hard worker when she, uh, before she was uh, sick, lost her job, lost everything, had to go on welfare. So her pride uh, probably was very, very poor. And her family, even though uh, they t her mom and uh, dad took her in and we, we lived in the basement apartment uh, growing up in the Bronx, New York, and Pelham Bay. So, you know, I could understand that, but well, you don't have the example of, of, of mother and the father. I, you know, growing up, I didn't see my father until I was in my 20s. So how this book talks about how you know, a good, good relationship with your uh, mother and father and, and a good marriage, showing the example of how to be a good husband, how to be a good father. I didn't have either of those examples at all. So, um, bless the Lord, I at least partly was a good father. I mean, you know, I, uh, I, I still uh, hurt that my son, even though he went to, he was, baptized of course, went to church, had his confirmation from actually uh, Bishop uh, Thomas Winsky who's still uh, still around and um, who was uh, presiding at the Mass Saturday and I got a look, I, when I got communion, I happened to get communion from him, from the Bishop himself and I didn't realize he had such a light blue eyes. <laughs> I told it to my wife and she said, so, okay, but anyway. Um, so, my son, I mean, you know, he's not, doesn't take drugs, he doesn't do anything bad. Uh, he's, you know, very successful. He has his own business, an app uh, development company. So he's doing quite well for him financially. You know, he's on his own. He went to college already, UCF, in Orlando, Florida. He's selling his house and gonna be moving down. Uh, not back in our house. <laughs> But uh, hopefully his goal is to rent a place in uh, Brickell, downtown Miami. So hopefully he'll get what he wants. Now, his girlfriend is, uh, comes from an atheist family, even though uh, her father teaches at a Catholic university here in uh, Miami, Florida. So it's, it's, it's amazing to me. So this book is hopefully going to give me a, a, a lot of knowledge and how we have to discover ourselves and hopefully do not make the same mistakes as our parents did. So let's, uh, oh, and today's feast day is St. Louise. Uh, and if you haven't heard of her, she was a big help with uh, uh, um, St. Vincent de Paul and the St. Vincent de Paul Society. And, uh, and she's from France, of course. And my uh, aunt, Aunt Louise, uh, is from Canada. And I, and I guess, I'm guessing that she was French-Canadian. I never really asked, but I guess I'm assuming that. Very nice lady. Uh, she passed on many years ago. So hopefully, uh, St. Louise, we're asking you to pray. Pray for us. Pray for the, the downhearted because that's how you all your work for St. Vincent de Paul may grow even here in the United States. 
here locally every parish has their own Vincent de Paul Society and so you could help people in our neighborhoods and maybe other neighborhoods uh, in Miami across the country and pray for uh, the soul of my aunt Aunt Elise whose feast day is St. Louis today so uh, I so I highly recommend this book no man left behind Catholic edition so I guess they also have a non-Catholic edition the first original edition so I, I really don't know what the difference is but they say it is I haven't read that one and um, so let's get started with today draw near to God is this little pamphlet uh, from Lent it, today is the fourth Thursday in Lent and it's March 15th and uh, today's reading was uh, John 5 31 through 47 so this is written uh, by the author N.T. Wright Simply Good News and I'm assuming I'm not sure if it's a C or he <laughs> the N.T. Uh, states God's wrath is the result of human distorting humans distorting his great creation including human nature God's wrath is simply the shadow side of God's love for his wonderful creation and his amazing human creatures God's impeccable impeccable rejection of evil is the natural outflowing of his creation creative love God angers against evil it is itself determination to be put things right to get rid of corrupt attitudes and behaviors that have spoiled his world and his human creatures because God loves the glorious world, he has made it utterly determined to put everything right. God is utterly opposed to everything that spoils or destroys that creation, especially human creation, where was supposed to be the linkpins of his plan for how that creation would flourish. Flourish, I should say. And it states here, how might I help God put things right in myself and my life today? So important. And it states here in the Gospels, the word scripture means only Jewish writings, our Old Testament, which could also be summarized using the three general categories of Jewish sacred texts the law and prophets so that was good for today now also <laughs> doing this little book called pausing to pray listen to the meditations the lengthened meditations for busy people and a meditation today is by our own father Michael Gailey who wrote 33 days in morning glory and 33 days in merciful love that we're working on today and be doing day number nine and also, as you know, uh, we've been doing the uh, DVD set I recommended for the parishes uh, around the country. 
or small groups to purchase that uh, uh, it's worth its while. We went from the first day to 10 people. Now we have, uh, I think, eight more new people uh, that haven't been participating in our Legion of Mary. And I'm already up to, I guess, just finished lesson five. So we did the first day, uh, the first three lessons, and then four and five uh, were about 20, 25 minutes each. So you only have an hour. <laughs> so you know that story. And it says over here, it's also, it's a reading from St. Fascinating. And it says, My daughter, I want to respond to your heart because many souls have thrown me out of their hearts today. I have experienced sorrow unto death. 866. The Meditation by Father Gately. Jesus, I am making a resolution to remember that you're in my heart. Nevertheless, I'm afraid that I'll soon forget that you will be there. Where well, I'm going to start smiling as soon as I finish this meditation. And that a sign to you that I love you. People may wonder why I'm smiling because you know for sure. And when I have stopped smiling, or forget to smile and remember that I was smiling for you. It gives me a gentle reminder to smile throughout the day because I want to cheer you up and at least remember my smile now and I don't be sad because I love you. Jesus, I trust in you. And uh, a little quick story. Uh, I don't know if you all know, but I have a part-time job for retirement. I work at the box office at the BB&T Center in uh, Sunrise, Florida, who hosts tonight the Florida Panthers hockey team, so hopefully we'll come back and win today. But I was talking to one of my fellow uh, colleagues at the box office, and somehow a story came up. I guess this gentleman... Uh, had a uh, Canadian photo ID and he told me he looked very serious in the picture and he told me well it's against the law to smile when taking that picture which I was kind of surprised about so I was telling the, uh, uh, my co-worker was telling him I says well that would be against uh, our constitution to, to say you couldn't smile and then my co-worker said, oh, no, you can't say that. I said, yeah, the right of pursuit and happiness in our constitution. So I believe you're right to be happy, then you have a right to smile. I mean, that's just my opinion. We may have to take that up to the Supreme Court. So let's go to day number nine. Now, as you know, this week we're doing, uh, I believe it's going to be Little Teresa of flower and she is dis discovering divine mercy which may uh, want to know why well her mom grew up in the Jansenism where you know they were very strict they were definitely no smiling and um, so let's go to that day 10 of 33 days to merciful love 
a do-it-yourself retreat in preparation for consecration to divine mercy. Hopefully we'd be done on Divine Mercy Sunday and we could consecrate ourselves to that. So it states here, uh, Teresa discovered of a little way, a straight and short and totally new way of the heights of holiness for little souls is really a discovery of divine mercy. In other words, it's a rediscovery of the very heart of the gospel. And what the heart of the gospel? Well, in the Catechism it says, in uh, Revelation to Jesus, Christ of God, mercy to sinners. Now, in Teresa's day, which was during a terrible time of Jansenism, this truly would have been something like totally new, a joyful revelation, and indeed aimed a foul and suffering Jansenism atmosphere. Teresa's discovery of the little way came as a brush of fresh air, leading her to pray, Oh my God, you suppressed all my expectations. I want only to say of your mercy. Yes, singly in order for rediscovering the gospel. Teresa had rediscovered the joy of the gospel. And what is the gospel? Again, it is the good news of God's mercy for sinners. It is good news for Jesus didn't come for his righteous but for sinners. It's God's good news that Jesus has the heart of a good shepherd who will even leave behind 99 to go and search for the one lost sheep. It is the good news that God doesn't love us because we're so good but because he is so good and he loves us not because we deserve it but because we desperately need it. It is the good news that God, God loves is like water which always goes to the lowest place. It is the good news that God's ways are not our ways. That God isn't attracted to our gifts or virtues or talents but rather to our weaknesses, our brokenness, and sin. This is the very definition of mercy, which the parable of the Good Samaritan seems to reveal most clearly. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him, and departed and leaving him for half dead. Now. It was a chance a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed him on the other side. So likewise a Levite, who when he came to a place he saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he was journeying, came to where he was. When he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds and poured on the oil and, and wine. Then he set him on his own beast, brought him to an inn, took care of him. And the next day, out of Geneva, he gave him the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, whoever and more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. 
Luke 10, 30-35. The Good Samaritan, as it says later, is one who showed mercy. So what is mercy? More specifically, what is divine mercy? Well, it is when God doesn't pass up, pass us like the priest and the Levite, but rather like the Samaritan who comes to us where we are, sees our weakness and brokenness and misery, then acts to heal us and bring us to a place of comfort and rest. In other words, mercy involves two things, the heart and the arms. It's God's being moved to compassion as seeing our suffering of our heart and then taking action to help it arms. And that's really what's going on in a little way. It's famous endeavor. The little way is about compassion of Jesus' heart who sees the suffering of the little soul who long attained the height of holiness but who is a little to climb the rough stairway of perfection. It is about Jesus, arms, who reaches down out of pity and picks up a trusting little souls to place them on the heights. So the elevator is the mercy of Jesus. It's the mercy of Jesus in action and compassion of Jesus reaching out to lift up the lowly. And this, again, gets back to the heart of the sacred scriptures, which is structured with mercy. St. Teresa herself points out to this remarkable passage at the end of her autobiography, a passage where, together, her favorite truth of the gospel, the truth that she has rediscovered. I have only to cast out a glance in the Gospels, and immediately I breathe in perfumes of Jesus' life. I know which side to run. I don't hesitate the first place to put the last, but then advance like the Pharisees. I repent, filled with confidence, the public humble prayers. Most of all, I imitate the conduct of Mary Magdalene, her astonishing, or rather her loving addictive, which calms the heart of Jesus, also attracts my own. Yes, I feel it, even though I had my conscience with all the sins that can be committed. I would be my heart broken with sorrows and throw myself into Jesus' arms, for I know how much he loves the prodigal child who returned to him. And it goes back to her saying, Are you the beginning of the breath in the perfume of Jesus' mercy, which is the very heart of the gospel? Are you the beginning to love their Teresa way of humble confidence in divine mercy. If you shall haven't begun to savor in the sweetness upon her, Teresa's advice to her sister, Celine, which brings back to the heart of the Good Shepherd. 
do not fear the pores you are more Jesus will love you he will go far and very far to search you if at times you wander off a little of Jesus himself puts it to St. Fascinating. The greater the sinner, the greater the right he has to my mercy. Today's prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, fire of mercy, unveil for me the misery at the heart of the gospel, the misery of the heart of Christ, and his tender mercy for sinners. Amen. God bless you all. God bless sinners. Uh, the little prayer. Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead our souls to heaven, especially those who most need of your mercy. That was given to the Lady of Adam, the three little children. And hopefully now we all pray that as part of our rosary. So, God bless you all. And uh, since today is Thursday, tomorrow we'll be going to a meeting of uh, Legion and Mary. And hopefully we'll do uh, one of our podcasts. It took me forever. I apologize to figure out how to get it. <laughs> the recording of last Friday, uh, day, I think it was day seven or day eight, um, from my phone to my computer. <laughs> and in the back uh, uh, to upload it in uh, my uh, my podcast so I apologize that and uh, again for my block talk radio friends I, I can't well I guess I can figure out how to upload that too but that's step number two <laughs> but not right now because